This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It falls to Ely on the volley! What a finish! Gotti Kinda has struck! It falls to Polito and he puts it in! To Johnny Russell, first time shot! And Johnny Russell has a hat trick! The Sporting KC Show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra. Find your fit. Now your host, Nate Buchanan. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you stream your content, we certainly appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing, and we hope you like and uh, tell all your friends about the show as well. Uh, We are presented, as always, by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And, of course, Michelob Ultra is a fantastic partner of Sporting Kansas City's and of Sports Radio A10WHB's. And we are coming to you from the location of another booze-related partner for the season ticket member event to kick off the 2022 season, which, of course, is coming up this weekend. Ali Trost and I are here. That's why you're going to hear some of this ambient noise in the background. And we'll talk about the event here in a moment. But I do want to lay out the menu for the show for you today. First and foremost, coming up next, team president and CEO Jake Reed is going to join us. We have a lot of news to cover with him from the broadcast so you want to make sure you know where you're getting your broadcast how to watch the team this year because i know that's been a little bit of a sticky situation the last couple of years we talk about the kit launch with the new jersey sponsor and uh and some of the new great things coming to the broadcast as well that ali and i can talk about that hopefully you as fans will really get uh you know enjoy get to get to enjoy and, and maybe enhance your enjoyment on the broadcast without further ado let's bring in ali trost a fantastic event. Honestly, Nate, it's just so good to see Sporting KC fans together and in, in groups of people, which over the last couple of years, you know, was, was a luxury that we all just hoped and wished we could get back to enjoying. And now I feel like we're finally there. And the excitement going into this season reminds me so much more of, of that 2020 season that started out so strong and so hot for Sporting KC, um, of course, before everything happened. So just feeling extra appreciative at this time that, you know, we get to kind of enjoy soccer the way that we did towards the end of last year in most sports and most of societal uh, functions that we all, you know, missed or maybe didn't miss in some ways. But uh, soccer was definitely one of them. So excited for maybe a, a whole 2022 season of fingers crossed complete normalcy. Okay, and so yeah, this this space is incredible. If you haven't been down to Jay Rieger and Co., uh, first of all, it's a chance to come to a part of town you probably don't come to very often, or maybe have never come to before. We're in the East Bottoms, which so you know you got you got train tracks, you got industrial stuff, but you got this amazing historic uh, organization or company in town in Jay Rieger that really goes back to pre-prohibition days. And, uh, man, they've just done amazing things with the space. If you haven't been here, really, I can't describe it in a way that's going to make it sound as cool as it really is. So hope you get a chance to come down here. I mentioned we got Jake Reed coming up on the show in a moment. Also, we're going to talk with Chad Reynolds from the marketing department at Sporting Kansas City because the kit launch just came out and the new State Line 3.0 kits. Chad was instrumental in helping design those. And he's, of course, always uh, a fixture on the final whistle post-game show. So we're going to get his thoughts on the start of the Sporting Kansas City campaign. It, of course, comes up with the season opener on Sunday. And then um, we will also have a conversation that Ali Trost had with Kyrie Shelton 
from her time down at training camp. And, of course, Kyrie Shelton's going to be a big storyline this year with the news that Alan Polito's out for the season. So we'll talk about that as well. But, Allie, let's talk about the start of the season here. It's coming up on Sunday, if you can believe it. And it's really cool to be at this event, too, because it reminds me, hey, by the way, we got soccer coming up finally. This this has been a frustrating offseason. Uh, last year ended to me in the most disappointing loss in franchise history. For me, anyways, at least in my in my lifetime that I can really remember it because I was sure that that team had everything that it took to, to lift the trophy and, the, and the, the path was laid out in front of us and it didn't happen. So now we got to lick our wounds, come back, and hopefully we're all hungry for the start of this new season. And it starts in a tough place at Atlanta United. I was lucky enough to go when Sporting Kansas City won in Atlanta a couple years ago. Kyrie Shelton earning the red card against uh, Brad Guzan in that season. Speaking of Kyrie, atmosphere incredible. Stadium incredible. Their team's fallen down a little bit after that amazing start to their, their franchise. They've splashed some more cash this year, and now you get to go. But you have to go with Hartzell Gray. I don't know what that does. I, I don't know what that does to the dynamic at all. But how excited are you to be making that trip down to Atlanta? I'm excited. It was a last-minute thing, of course, given that it is a nationally televised match. So we'll have the radio call, but usually I only travel for away games where we have the local broadcast call. So total surprise. Excited to uh, see what shenanigans they try and get Hartzell and I to partake in on camera. Uh, I'm always happy to do it. You know, he's happy to do it. So hopefully some fun stuff coming your way on that but no, I just, you know, the stadium tour for me has been one of the most fun parts of the job. Um, getting to see cities I've never been to before. I've been to Atlanta, but never been to Mercedes Benz. And I'm just, I'm so excited to, to see what all the hype's about because I, I think the Atlanta United atmosphere is one that always gets talked about when you talk about the best of the best in MLS. And so really excited to see that. Like you said, a couple of down years for them uh, after what was a just historic start uh, for their franchise. So excited to see, you know, kind of how both clubs, both Sporting and Atlanta, kick off the season. And for Sporting, you know, something that Peter Vermees always says is that, hey, about 10 games in, we get a really good sense of, of who this team is. But with a lot of players having issue um, getting to the U.S., getting to Kansas City due to immigration and other issues like that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how some of the new players that they signed during the offseason get acclimated and how quickly they can do so after a few of them didn't even have an off or a preseason with the team in Arizona. So we'll kind of see what we have in, in different you know, young guys who are, who are joining the team. And I know just now recently getting to Kansas City, but, you know, Kyrie Shelton, we'll say it again, uh, it's going to be a big year for, for him. And I'm, I'm really excited for you all to hear this interview because we talk about the uh, the stereotype that he kind of has. He's the unselfish player and how maybe that's not the only kind of guy he wants to be on the field this year. So a lot of great stuff coming up from Kyrie later on in the show. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can, when we do that, get into what our expectations are for goals. I mean, I think you can tell, your conversation with him being down there, he intends to score more goals this year. I'm personally of the opinion he does not need to be some 15 goals a, a season scorer for Sporting Kansas City to win games. Their record when he plays at the number nine is off the charts, even without him scoring very much. There is a long list of teams that have number nines that do not score a ton that can accomplish some pretty impressive things. He's got to score some. He's got to be a threat. He's got to make sure that the other team has to respect him there. But there is so much else that Kyrie Shelton does for Sporting Kansas City. And with him playing a large number of minutes last year, they still were one of the most prolific goal-scoring teams in MLS last year because there's a couple guys on the wing that really know how to put the ball in the back of the net. 
And that actually leads me to another point. We're going to talk with Jake Reed about this a little bit, Allie, but something that you and I are incredibly excited about. And the third member of typically the Sporting KC show, Connell McCourt, is going to be uh, incredibly intertwined with going forward. And this is the partnership, Sporting Kansas City, the only team in Major League Soccer to strike up with Trackab and Chiron Hago to put up unbelievable graphics and statistics and tracking data and all sorts of other things that I can't even describe in one podcast for the viewers to be able to see this year. And hopefully this is an example of why is Kyrie Shelton so important? What is it about him that Sporting Kansas City win far more often than they lose or draw when he starts at the number nine, despite the fact that the common perception is his only job is to score goals? Hopefully with this new material, we can actually start to put that into perspective for fans in ways they can see and understand. No, I absolutely. I think that is going to be one of the best parts about this technology is is illustrating things that certain players or the team, things that they do to help Sporting Kansas City win games. Because as Peter Vermees talked to us about in Arizona during our interview, it's not just about scoring goals. Yes, it is. Do we win games with these players on the field? And if the answer to that question is yes, then something is something's working with, with that lineup or, or with that combination of players. And so I think finding unique ways to illustrate that even further. I mean, I was even working with Sam Cobbs in the other week Again, really inspired by Peter Ramiz's comments on Kyrie Shelton and him talking about how he maybe, you know, didn't put Kyrie in a, in a position to succeed and maximize his skill sets by treating him as, as mainly a target number nine, which he does very well, but acknowledging that he has the skill set to play between the lines, to be an Alan Polito-like number nine if he's instructed to do so. And I, Sam and I were looking at his passing accuracy when he does play in those half spaces, when he is being a playmaker on the ball. And... It looks good, guys. It looks really good. So I, I think, you know, to your point, it doesn't need to be a 15-goal season from Kyrie. He'll tell you, I'm sure, that he wants to score as many goals as he can, but he had three goals and six assists last year. I think if you can double that that goal number and maybe even go beyond that, I think that's going to help Sporting Kansas City immensely in recreating the success they had last year, but then hopefully carrying that in through the postseason. And so I'm curious, too, for you, those of you listening to this broadcast, with the new information that we have at our disposal and the graphic uh, capacity that we have for the broadcast this year, which, once again, will be available to everybody for free in the state of Kansas and Missouri. Thank you very much. We're going to talk with Jacob, uh, Jake Reed about that in just a moment. If there is data or imagery that you think would be particularly useful in a broadcast, let us know. What do you want to see? Because this thing is an open slate for us. We are a blank slate, I should say. We can do darn near anything we want. Tracking the mileage that players put in. Heat maps, uh, obviously, are things we're talking about right now. Tracking top-end speed. Who's covering the most ground. Uh, you know, Showing graphics that show the, the, the players playing in, in a... In, in relation to one another through the course of a game. All these things are possible, but even so much more. So if there's something that you've always thought, man, it would really help me see the game better, let us know. Hit me up on Twitter, Nate underscore Bucati. Allie, what's your Twitter handle? Just at Allie Trost. I was, I guess, on Twitter early enough to get my name with no underscores or anything like that. New last name. Uh, no, you're just not <laughs> old like me and thought I was supposed to put an underscore in it to put a space between my name, my first and last name. That's the difference here. But I appreciate you trying to, you know, 
soften it for me a little bit. But yes, I have an underscore. It's Nate underscore Bucati. No underscore for Allie because she's hip and young and cool, and I'm not. All the things I'm not. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jake Reed, who's much better dressed than both of us, regardless of age uh, or other demographic breakdowns. Right after this, also Chad Reynolds coming up on the show, and we're going to hear that conversation between Allie and Kyrie Shelton right after this. We are presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we'll be right back after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back on our season opening edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for Sporting Kansas City Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you download your podcasts and listen to our content. We, of course, appreciate uh, that and hope you you like and subscribe and tell all your friends about it as well. Nate Bucati along with Ali Trost. Again, we are at Jay Rieger and Company uh, for the big season ticket member event tonight. I'm saying tonight, this is going to be airing on Wednesday night, but the Tuesday night's the night of this event. You can hear the, uh, the ambiance in the background. And uh, we're joined by a man who is much better dressed than us all of the time. Uh, he is the president of Sporty Kansas City, Jake Reed. Jake, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. We're with Jay Rieger, about to have a drink and celebrate the start of the season. So, worst places to be on a Tuesday night. That's exactly right. And, of course, Jay Rieger's a great partner with Sporty Kansas City. And we're going to get into some of the exciting news about partners involving the club here in a moment. But I think Ali and I, of course, want to start with uh, one partner in particular, and that's the broadcast. Uh, that's kind of important to, to me and Ali, and of course, I know it's important to you as well. Um, the news came out a little while ago now that Sporting KC fans in the can- state of Kansas and Missouri can watch these games no matter where they are for free, either on 38 The Spot in Kansas City or on the app or on SportingKC.com in the state of Kansas or Missouri without any subscription or anything. Look, it's, it's been, I know, a long process for you to get here. Maybe what, uh, tell us a little bit about the process, how you guys got it done, and how important you felt it was to the club. Yeah, I mean, I think that to step back, Nate, when we did the, the deal with, with Bally's and Fox at the time, it was with the intent of wide distribution, right? And, and so we had four states at that time, including Kansas and Missouri. That changed going into last year with some of the streaming options that have been well documented. And so uh, they were good partners, but once the objective changed for them, it, it caused us to step back and take a look at you know how are we doing this what's important for the fans we got a lot of feedback of uh, listen i'm on hulu right so i was like hey i feel you i'm, I'm right there with you I, I lost it as well um and listen for us from a brand it is about exposure it's about getting in the product as easily as possible i always say the less barriers the better right so if it's you can't stream it and you got to have this that's one step too many so uh, great partners, but ultimately, I think for us, the right time to, to switch it. Uh, streaming is super easy for everyone that, that wants it. And if you don't want to do that, you've got 38 the spot. And I think outside of those two states, it's on ESPN Plus, so this should be pretty straightforward for everybody. Jake, what concerns, if any at all, were there when making this decision to, to go this route? Because it's not something that a lot of clubs traditionally do across the league. Or was it just all, hey, this is green check mark, green check mark, you know, let's let's go with it. Were there any reservations that you all had throughout the process? I mean, not not really, right? I think the one that's come up is, did you leave money on the table? And I think, I mean, maybe, but I, listen, I'm a believer that if, if you give it away, you're going to get it back in tenfold, right? So I, I think for us... Having fans watch the match versus trying to get a rights fee that, that we could have maybe increased that didn't make the most sense in the world. So um, not really. And I, I don't say that flippantly. I mean, we put a lot of thought into it. It, it really did check all the boxes, right? Easy access. Can we get it to all of our fans no matter what their situation is? And I think we answered all those and the rest just kind of fell in line. 
course, I would also point out 38th the spot, the home of the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB from 6 to 7 a.m. And partners with 41 Action News as well. And it sure looks like, by the way, they rolled it out right after the Super Bowl that uh, there's going to be some really good coverage coming from a TV partner as well. They've been great. I mean, uh, they were our partners pre the uh, the Bally's move, if, if those fans remember that. And so they, they are unbelievably excited, right? Which I think was what you want in a partner. You want a partner that is as pumped as you are about doing it. And, and yeah, the way they rolled it out, they're, they're all in right now, which is great to see. Well, and I know another big thing that's going to be included in the broadcast this year that fans now, I think the last time, Nate, that we did a Sporting KC show special, we weren't allowed to talk about this yet, but the addition of TrackAb and Chiron uh, and all of the great things, the, the tools that we will have access to to help educate the fans. You know, when you when you factor that in as well, what was that process like and how great is it to have so many proponents of growing the game and not just MLS the league but all that comes with it the broadcast quality um how we're, we're teaching fans as well yeah so carrie zavagnin gets a shout out on this one because carrie was driving this from the the technical side because there's a there's a team component that they will utilize from from live stats um as well and carrie called me and said hey you should look at this i think it's interesting and and i think the application of broadcast we will have Listen, with the talent, we already have the best broadcast in the league, clearly. Surely, yeah. This, this will take it to even a different level. And, and all, all joking aside, I think the experience from fans, being able to visualize what's happening, real-time stats, in-stadium, broadcast, after the fact, I think is going to be amazing. It's hard to describe to folks until you see it, but uh, it's exciting. I think it was, it was someone like Jake Peterson on the broadcast who can has really seen the application on the technical side and then can pull that into the broadcast, I think will be you guys will have a blast with it. Well, I know it's Carrie's uh, been great for, for Allie and, and Jacob and myself in terms of trying to sit down and talk about the different ways we can apply this thing. It's basically like I feel like when you're a little kid and you get a present, which is this huge box full of toys, and you're not even really sure how all of them work, and you just start exploring with them, and there's all these things that we're not even sure. We, we don't even understand all the things we can do with it yet, let alone how we're going to apply it. And, and, and I'm going to put this uh, out to, to the listeners as well. If you have some sort of information that you think would be particularly informative or educational that you'd love for us to try to play with, hit us up. Because our goal here is to try to, to make the game more approachable for fans, more understandable for fans. Jake, I know you and I have had conversations about the way we kind of came to this game later on in life, not having grown up with like some really high level of education in it. I can't believe how much I've learned in eight years on the job here about the sport. Are there any things you, in, in particular that jump to your mind that you think, man, if we can show this and highlight it for fans, they're going to they're gonna grab the game at a little deeper level? Yeah, I think, listen, for me, even going through it for me, it was eye-opening, right? And so, one, I would say the possibilities are literally endless, right? They have a, they have a pre-baked set of hundreds that they've already done, but they're like, hey, if you want us to build X, Y, Z, great. So, so one example, we always talk about like, hey, Watch the back line, right? Watch the, their sink. They're trying to draw them offside. That sounds great and logical, and I think everyone kind of head nods. Then when you show it, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I, yeah, I see what they're doing now. Like, and then here's how they're, the, the movement, right? And you talk about, you know, the triangle, right? When, when we, we fill this void, do this. You'll be able to see on some of these, these buildups, oh, yeah, yes, now I actually see where the, you know, why we're, we're, we're running up on that. And so there, I, I can't even describe how many there are. I mean, your, your analogy is good of the, the kid on Christmas. But it's going to be a blast, I think, for the broadcast, for, for what we can do pregame and kind of the build up of the show to, to, to live. I mean, it is real time. When we say live, I mean, it is live. Um, 
So it's a blast. I can't wait for fans to see it. And, and by the way, it's going to take a couple games to figure it out because it is spectacular. Yeah, you and I were talking about it. When we start off, we're going to try to walk before we run here and maybe add a couple of things in and then go from there. But I know that's something that you've been working on a lot, getting ready for the season. Yeah, it's been really exciting. I've been working really closely with Connell McCourt, who a lot of our listeners know he does the show with us as well. I uh, was on a lot of episodes last season. And then, like you said, Nate, Carrie Zavagin was so generous with his time uh, with me in, in Arizona for preseason sitting down. He joked that he's kind of like a, a video editor as well, just because of how ingrained he's been with this tech technology, with this platform. But yeah, definitely going to, uh, to ease into it, not try to get ahead of ourselves. But I, I think you know, not just educating fans who are maybe coming to coming into the game later on in their lives, but people who have been fans of the game for a long time. Like, how can we help increase their knowledge of the game, their knowledge of sporting Kansas City? That, to me, is a really exciting challenge as someone who grew up playing the game and is just even in a year and a half's time now being with the club on a, on a more full-time basis and a more regular basis. The, the level of knowledge that I've been able to gain working so closely with people like Peter Vermees, um, working closely with Jacob Peterson, the players, people who just really care to, to give you that extra insight. So hoping to illustrate that for, for fans on the broadcast. Okay, some other big news, Jake, that we got was the fact that there is a New Jersey sponsor. And Compass Minerals has obviously been growing as a partner of Sporting Kansas City for the past couple of years. But uh, this is a pretty significant deal all the way around. What maybe is the most exciting thing for you about that news? Yeah, a couple of things. One, I would say, if you if when they signed on for the patch, it was I think we signed the contract on like March third, right, of twenty twenty. Um, we had the big launch party, home opener is amazing, and then the rest has been well documented. Since, right? So I joked with their CEO. I said, you couldn't have signed at a worse time in sports. Literally, the worst time, right? And so um, that said, I think sometimes in partnerships, when the proverbial you know what hits the fan, you find out what you're made of and what the partner is actually going to be like. And I think that's really what led to this because we basically had to tear up the contract and say, we can't do three fourths of what we just told you we were going to do, but let's just sit down and figure it out. And, and, and we did, and it probably wasn't ideal for them and it wasn't ideal for us. But at the end of the day, I think we sat down at the end of the first year and they said, this was amazing. You guys stepped up and vice versa. So to me, they're just great partners. Community is really important to them. They're on a global scale. So I, I kind of, you know, I, for us, I think that's, we talk about the world's game, but Kansas City is kind of where we where we play. And that's, I think, similar to them. And, and it was awesome. We had a great launch event with them, which which you guys were at um, a couple of weeks ago. And they're just, they're so excited to be part of uh, Sporting Kansas City that, that that's that's great. Hey, Jake, thanks so much for the time. I know uh, it's been a really busy, hectic time, but exciting at the same time with the uh, with the season right around the corner. Yeah, we can't wait to get it going. It's always hard to believe when we're sitting here um, in February and we're, uh, we're about to get going. But, yeah, I look forward to seeing 20,000 of our closest friends on March 5th. And, of course, the big state line watch party coming up on Sunday afternoon as well. I will be there with Jacob Peterson calling the game. Allie's going to be in Atlanta for the season opener as well. That is Jake Reed. We will take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the guy that helped put the new kit together. By the way, speaking of state line, Chad Reynolds will join us right after this. Of course, you hear him all the time on uh, on the final whistle as well. We'll be right back from the season ticket member event on the Sporting Kansas City Show. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back at Jay Rieger and Co. as we continue with the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Full disclosure, we are recording this show on Tuesday night at the season ticket member event. 
You can hear all the ambient noise in the background. What a great party it's been so far tonight. We've had Jake Reed on the show, and we're about to talk to another man who's been really, really busy here uh, getting ready for the 2022 season to kick off from the marketing department. And I don't know your full title, Chad. I don't so I said from the marketing department. Also, you hear him all the time on the final whistle post game. After games during the regular season, Chad Reynolds joins us. What's up, man? How are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm tired, but I think we all are this time of year. It's like this cool mix of tired excitement getting ready for this Sunday and then even more importantly to kind of everybody here in town next Saturday. Okay, so this is how things work around here. I know you've been in Wichita. I'm sorry, in uh, Lawrence today. I know that the announcement came out today that Sporting KC 2 will be playing their games in Lawrence at Rock Chalk Park, which I think is awesome news. We haven't even really covered that yet so far on the show. And I just assumed that might have been why you were in Lawrence, but I don't know. Is that Was that work-related or completely unrelated? Uh, un- unrelated, actually. I, I, I guest lecture at the University of Kansas in the sports marketing department about once a semester. It just happened to time out really nicely that we were talking to KU sports marketing students an hour, two hours after we announced SKC2 playing at Rock Chalk Park. Uh, so it was fun. We got to talk a little about what SKC2 is. We got to hand out some SKC LFK uh, t-shirts. We got to uh, m- maybe even do some uh, some marketing planning with the students for what we can do at Rock Chalk Park and in Lawrence in, in general for SKC2. So no, it wasn't even intended to be that, but it, but it worked out really nicely. So, Chad, I know you being a big, uh, a big proponent of Kansas are, are happy about this for more reasons than one. But really, when we look at Sporting Kansas City as a brand, which I know your your new title is Senior Brand Director. Look at that flex by Allie, by the way, senior, knowing your title, and I don't know it. Direct, no, I only knew this because I had an interview <laughs> last week or something. Senior Director of Brand. Boom. I got it. I remember. Um, no, but like when you look at the reach of Sporting Kansas City as a brand and how that has changed from when you started working from the club till now, little things like, oh, hey, we are promoting Sporting Kansas City too in Lords, Kansas at Kansas University. Like, can you just kind of take us through how much the brand of sporting has evolved and the reach that it has now in, in Kansas City and beyond? So it was crazy. We opened up today with, with uh, you know, how many of you are Sporting Kansas City fans? And then how many of you were, were, were fans of the Kansas City Wizards before they were sporting Kansas City? And every year that, like, the hand count goes smaller and smaller and smaller because the distance in time gets bigger and bigger. We're, what, 11, 12 years out now. These aren't, I mean, these, these, these were kids. We're talking 18 to 22-year-olds. They were children when the Kansas City Wizards were around. And so that's the big thing to me is it's really crazy to look back at. You know, 2006, this club had, this is no secret, this club had 400-some-odd season tickets sold in 2006 as the Kansas City Wizards. And then so when you think about a brand that extends all the way to Lawrence, we sit here, there's way more than 400 people here tonight at the season ticket member party. Like, those kinds of things will never get old and are really cool. And then you talk about what Sporting Kansas City 2 can be in a market like Lawrence where we can have a lot of fun with it. We can do a lot of things different than maybe we do with the sport in Kansas City. Um, and, and to kind of incubate, if you will, that next generation of sporting KC1 fans, whether they are whether they come in as like students from Lawrence or students from KU who are introduced to the brand that way, or, or they're just soccer fans in Lawrence that have more access to the brand. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's a really, really cool opportunity. It's really fun, and I think... 
Um, if you haven't been to Rock Chalk Park, that's a that's an incredible venue. I think it's going to be a great venue for MLS Next Pro. I think it's going to be a great venue for Sporting KC2. I know Benny and Ike are really excited about it, having seen it. Um, like, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. I'm, you know, I'm excited to go to games out there. I'm excited for like the the, the, the short little day trips to hit up Johnny's Tavern and Dempsey's and the Red Lion and the places that I hung out in college and maybe many times after college too. So it's going to be a really cool opportunity to do. Um, some extension of the brand in a different way that we haven't been able to do before. I mean, just just point out the fact that club legends Benny Failhaber and Ike Opara are coaching Sporting KC 2 now. That sentence right there goes right back to what Ali's talking about, about where this club has been, where this club is now, and, and where it's going. Now let's talk to you about the kit, because you and I are both KCK guys, too. And there's, there's a little added something to Sporting Kansas City being located in Wyandotte County for anybody who's from Wyandotte County. My wife gives me a hard time all the time. She's like, what is it with you dots? Every time you meet anybody, you immediately make sure you let them know that you're from KCK, like before you even talk about anything else. And what is it? And, and what I love about the kid is the Rosedale Arch is on there, man. I mean... There are so many landmarks in Kansas City, and, and let's be perfectly honest, most of them fall on the Missouri side. You and I as KCK guys, I would say, would argue there are landmarks all over Wyandotte County that are underrepresented and underappreciated in this town. And you guys put it on the kit, man. I can't tell, I don't know how many people are fired up about that, but for me, that part of the logo got me more excited than anything else. Yeah, I mean, that was something that we talked about. This is the state line kit, right? And we're going to tell the story about both sides of the state line. And you're right, KC Moe's a little easier to find that, that like, super ubiquitous, iconic architecture piece, right? There's a million of them. You could have picked a bunch. But the shuttlecock spoke to that. For KCK, I, I think I said this to Allie the other day, at, like, the 30,000-foot level, there's not that many. But for guys like you and me that grew up in the dot, I mean, how many times have you and I waxed poetic about the original Fritz's Burgers or, I mean, Sour Castle or uh, Grincher House or all these things about KCK that mean something to KCK guys. Varsity Sports and that authentic dot original shirt. You and I both own them, right? Yep. I grew up learning about the Rosedale Arch. The Rosedale Arch has been a part of my history, my personal KCK Wyandotte County history, basically since the day I was born. I, I was told when I was a kid, you want the best view of Kansas City? You go stand at the Rosedale Arch and you look east because the view of downtown KCMO skyline from the Rosedale Arch is unmatched in this city. So I've known about it my whole life. And I'm excited that we get to tell that story to like the rest of the city. I've heard that from so many people who are like, I didn't know this was a thing, and now I want to go check it out. First off, it's beautiful. I mean, it's modeled after the Arc de Triomphe in, in Paris. Um, the, the story is cool. It was a neighborhood. It was started by the Neighborhood Association, basically, to honor and, and, uh, the, and memorialize the people just of Rosedale, the neighborhood who fought in World War One, and it has expanded out from there. Like, that whole story is, is just... It speaks to me about the, that feels like Kansas City, Kansas to a T to me, you know, as, as a guy who grew up there and the stories my family tells about the neighborhood they grew up in, to hear that this was a neighborhood thing at first and then it kind of grew out from there, that is Wyandotte County, that is Kansas City, Kansas. And to talk about that and bring that to light for people has been really, really fun to do. And I think it, you think you're going to see it more and more and more. Um, we got a lot of plans for that kind of icon that you see at the back of the neck that features the Rosedale Arch and the Shuttlecock, and, and I, I hope we do some fun stuff with it. Okay, so, Chad, you mentioned how easy it is to tell the story of the KC Mo side, but how it, 
with the Kansas City, Kansas side, like you have to, there's like maybe a little bit more education for people, but with sporting facilities, the stadium being located in KCK, like it's important for people to know that. And I mean, you see it all the time on Twitter, like people are like, oh, or you hear it on broadcast, like, oh, in Kansas, Kansas, Missouri, like no one knows where sporting plays. How does this jersey almost help kind of reinforce that sense of place, you know, and, and, and the confusion that a lot kind of still tend to have with what Kansas City even is and how it does exist in more than one place and along that state line? I mean, it says it at the back neck. On the neck tape, if you look at the inside neck tape of that jersey, it says two states, one city, one club. And that that has been the message about this brand since the day we started talking about what sporting Kansas City can be. It should be a unifier. Sports are sports bring people together, right? And this thing, the state line, that divides our city should be a unifying element, not a dividing element. There's there's a line I think we've used in a lot of copy over the years that says united by the divide. It means like it's not a divider. This has to be a thing that brings this city together because it's the thing that makes this city the most unique. Um, and I don't know, being able to talk about that story, being able to tell that over and over and over again uh, to people, you know, like myself who grew up here, like Nate who grew up here. Um, and, and honestly, for us Wyandotte County guys, it's like a, there's a bit of a raise our hand moment here at times to be like, hey, our city's got incredible history too. This city does not exist. The global city does not exist without our side of the state line. You know what I mean? Um, if you look back at it. And so... I don't know. That's, that's always what has made Kansas City special. It's what makes Kansas City unique. And so why not celebrate that? And then, as you said, Ali, educate some people. And then for me, my part, you know, I'll, I grew up right out by the stadium. Uh, I grew up at 78th and Parallel and then 106th and Parallel. Where our multi-million dollar training center is, that's the land I learned how to horseback ride on. That was a horseback riding ranch growing up. And, like, to see what that area of Windup County has become, to become this new tentpole, this new destination, um... Is blows my mind as a you know lifelong Kansas Cityan, and so to continue to kind of sing the praises not just of KCK, not just of KCMO, but of Kansas City as a whole. I mean that that'll never get old for me. I hope it doesn't for the club. My great grandparents moved to this country from Poland to work in the stockyards, and they bought houses on what they called Polak Hill at the time, which is right next to Strawberry Hill, because you could walk across the bridge, across the river, and go work in the stockyards. There are Catholic churches all over that eastern corridor of KCK where you and you know where our ancestors grew up, where I grew up. And I remember my dad moved us out to Piper, which is by the stadium, when I was in seventh grade. And man, I was mad because he moved us out to the sticks. It was the country. There was nothing out there. I'm like, what are you doing, man? All my friends, all the actions in town. And and now to see the western corridor of KCK develop the way that it has. I mean, this stuff's giving me goosebumps. It's all incredible. We're gonna talk more about it. Chad, we're running out of time though, real quick. I just want a thought from you on the season. I want to talk about the team for a second. What excites you the most? You're going to be doing post game this year with Allie and, and all the guys as well. Dave Borchert, what excites you the most? Or maybe what what intrigues you the most about 2022 Sporting KC? So so I got two things. So I spent I spent most of the day today at a, at a marketing photo video shoot with the players. You know, I got to talk to the guys. Um, I got to talk to the coaching staff. I got to talk to you know, some of those guys. Uh, I'm really excited about, about Uri Roselle. I think I think Uri back in this system can be really special, and I think uh, I haven't had a chance to talk with him directly. I'm, I'm hoping to do that tomorrow, but apparently he's really excited about being back in a single pivot in that in that uh, 
that, that he didn't feel great about necessarily his role in the system in Orlando, and he thinks he's in better shape than he's been a, ever been in, and he fits this system, and he's a smarter soccer player now. And that's what I've heard from like three people, the same version of that. And I'm really excited about Kyrie Shelton. And I know Ali's laughing because I'm a Kyrie Shelton stand on our post-game show. I talk all the time about what this guy does that makes this team better. And, and then to hear him talk about being more selfish and, and taking on this extra role and playing differently, not playing as a target guy. I'm excited to see what that means. But then also, you know, I said I was going to give you two, and I'm going to give you like four more. No. Also, I talked to Roger Espinosa today. He's older. He's 35 years old now. He looks as fit as he's ever been, you know. I think he's going to be really good this year. I think Graham Zussi, even as, a, again, again, another older guy, has a chance to have another really good season. He's reinvigorated. And he's got a guy behind him now to Caden Pierre that he can kind of mentor and grow. And so, and then I'm, I keep hearing really good things about Logan and Denbe. And actually, the name I heard the most over the last, you know, 48 hours at the training center, Nicholas Isimat Marine. I think we all said when that guy's healthy, he's he's a best 11 caliber defender in this league. And apparently, he just had an absolutely awesome camp. And you guys were down there; you guys got to see some of it. But I've heard that over and over again. Fantastic. He was going to give us two things. He gave us about four or five, which all has me excited about the uh, chat about Kyrie Shelton. We're going to hear uh, Allie with Kyrie Shelton right after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for Sporting Kansas City Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, and wherever you get your podcast. Presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Want to remind everybody that coming up on Sunday, the season opener at Atlanta, we've got a two-hour radio special starting at noon right here on Sports Radio 810 all the way through kickoff. Jacob Peterson and I will be at the State Line Block Party on West 39th Street. Come down and see us and party and watch the game. Allie will be in Atlanta, where the Sporting Kansas City side will be taking on Atlanta United. And Allie, we're all going to be watching Kyrie Shelton. Big responsibility for him this year. And you talk to him down at training camp. But I think we all are hoping and believing that this is going to be a big opportunity for him this year. Yeah, and one that he seems really excited to take on, which, you know, I've interviewed Kyrie Shelton now for many years, going all the way back to the 2018 season. And this was probably... The one interview I read, like where I really felt like I got a sense that Kyrie was so confident and just like ready to take on this kind of responsibility. And maybe he's always been that way, but what I heard from him in that interview and sitting down with him was something that I just, I, I personally in interviews with him never really got before. So really excited about that. Also really excited, Nate. Uri Rosell back with Sporting Kansas City. He's been looking fantastic in that number six role for Sporting Kansas City all their preseason. Logan and Denbe, another player. We could see a totally different defensive approach from Sporting Kansas City with a more physical uh, back line. So just a lot to be looking forward to with the Sporting Kansas City team. But Kyrie Shelton, of course, a big storyline for Sporting. All right, so let's hear it. This is Ali Trost with Kyrie Shelton from training camp in Arizona. How's it been so far? It's been amazing. I mean, you can't beat the weather, obviously. Glad to get the new guys kind of incorporated and get them on board with everything. Um, So that's been really fun. Who have you, of the new guys, been hanging out with the most here? Ooh, Udi. Yeah, he's a um, very fun guy. He's very lively. Um, 
He's actually very talented too, outside the, outside the pitch. What does he do? He's a music guy, so okay. that's. Is he coming for that DJ at. spot? I mean, he plays instruments, so yeah, he plays multiple instruments. So let's uh, put the the speaker away. We got Uri with the uh, <laughs> little band in the locker room. Really? So really? what's his, uh, I guess, best instrument? How many can he play? Well, I found out that he plays drums. Okay. Um, but he also played guitar at dinner one of the other nights, which this is, is incredible. We had a little karaoke session. You were you uh, were you on the vocals? Uh, yes, <laughs> I lost my voice, but yes, I was on the vocals with him. Um, and Johnny uh, chimed in, which was. It was amazing. It was a cool ambiance. Uh, Sporting KC, new band. Uh, you can check them out soon. <laughs> coming uh, to you, uh, Children's Mercy Park, early March. We'll see you guys there. Um, speaking of talents off the field, mm -hmm. you're quite the roller skater. I am. So when did you get into roller skating? You know, it um, stemmed from my childhood. Um, my mom um, actually worked at a roller skating rink. And so, yeah, she took us, she took me and my brother when we were younger and kind of stuck with it ever since then. How does it make you a better soccer player? Depends. Uh, you got to weave through traffic quite a bit, especially when the, the floor is busy. Um, yeah, and there's just different movements um, that, you and, that we do on a daily basis um, in the soccer world. So um, it's, it's fun. I, I love it. I get it. I can get in my own zone and listen to music and just cruise. What's like the best song to skate to? Oh, that's tough. Cause you can slow it down. You yeah. can slow it down, hit some R&B or you can speed it up and make it more up tempo. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, that's a tough one. All right, well, let's, let's focus on the pitch here because last season, sporting, of course, the season doesn't end the way that the team wants it to. And now we're here and a fresh season, a fresh start. What are some of your goals individually and, of course, as a team going into this new season? For me, um, it should be better. I think that's my goal every year is to be able to give more to the team. Um, obviously, want to score more. I want to be in the box on the ball more to, to help provide. Um, so, you know, for me, it's just to be better than I was last season. Just keep building on that um, as a team. Obviously, you know, our main goal is to, to win. Um, and last season we didn't accomplish that and kind of left a little a little fire in, in, inside, um, which, which is great. I think a lot of people came in motivated and ready to get after it and we've started off really well. Um, so, you know, that's, I think, where we, we want to start. Um, but we still got a little bit of time here and, keep working on the things that we need to work on to to be able to get to the point where we can to win and lift a trophy. The numbers will show that when you are on the field, good things tend to happen for Sporting KC. The front three of you, Johnny Russell, Daniel Shallowy, this has been you know a few seasons now where you all have gotten to really build that chemistry. How in sync do you feel like you guys are, you three? We, we're very in sync. It's yeah, it's it's amazing and it's truly uh, a blessing to, to have those guys around me. Um, but again, we're a collective. You know, we, we're up top, but we got people behind us, always backing us, always there to win tackles and get us the balls we need. So, you know, I speak 
I'll, I'll speak to that. I, I think just as a team, we're, we're very solid. You have always been praised by Peter Vermees and by teammates as being an unselfish player out on the field, always willing to put your body on the line. We saw that many times last year, maybe uh, <laughs> uh, some calls that could have gone your way uh, mm -hmm. a few more times. But is there any area of your life where you are selfish? I mean, like, is this just who Kyrie Shelton is, the unselfish guy on the field? There's times um, off the pitch I'm, I, I could be selfish um, and because I need to be and I need to be focused on certain things. Um, but for the most part, I was raised to be unselfish and just to, to give, um, just a giver. So I think it's, it's done well for me. I think there's definitely more times on the pitch I could be more selfish. Um, but I see it a certain way and, and it has worked for me. So, um, but I plan to be more selfish this season um, for sure because I definitely know um, I have what it takes to, to do so. I love it. Fired up. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's go. go. Let's go. Um, but you know, when you talk about that unselfish nature and, and giving back, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you after the Vancouver game last year. And I waited. I was like, okay, you signed, I think, every single jersey of every young kid in the stadium. Um, I know that you are a big with big brothers and big sisters. You're a big brother in your own family. Why is it so important to you to give back to, to young players, young kids in the community? You know, for me, um, I didn't have that as a kid. And I was always looking forward to something like that. Um, so I told myself that when I did go pro, I would do that and to make people feel, you know, that we're not above them. We're, we're human beings. We've just worked at our craft for a very long time. Um, so that's, that's why I give back. And, you know, it, for me, it's, it's very um, special when you meet different kids from all ages and they come from different backgrounds and and I, I like to get their stories as well because I think the more stories and information I get and receive I I can kind of bring that into my life and I can you know change the way I view things um, so I think that's that's the big thing about it awesome guy <laughs> best of luck this season and, and keep doing the incredible things that you're doing for thank Kansas City. Thank you. All right, there you go. Ali Trost with Kyrie Shelton. Most likely he's going to be starting up top for Sporting Kansas City for most of the season and particularly on Sunday afternoon when Sporting take on Atlanta United. Our thanks to Jake Reed and Chad Reynolds for joining us on the show today. Our thanks to you for listening and subscribing to the podcast. We are off and running, folks. The 2022 season is underway. We'll see you at the block party on Sunday afternoon, and then we'll see you again next week right here on the Sporty Kansas City Show, presented by Michelob Ultra.